Let's ride. Bear down, Bears fans. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banter, powered by Windy City Gridiron and SB Nation. Bill Zimmerman with you. Coming at you from Miami, Florida, site of Super Bowl 54. Very excited to be down here. Down here for SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, my full-time job. And getting a chance to do a little Chicago Bears coverage while I'm down here. I'll tell you, big difference this year compared to last year in Atlanta. Last year in Atlanta, pretty much every Chicago Bear was down here, obviously coming off that 12-4 and season. Double doink, unfortunate, but this team was proud of their accomplishments. They were <laughs> coming down to Atlanta to have some fun, chirp about how good this team was, and, and do some media, and you know, and have some fun along the way. This year, a lot less Chicago Bears representation, and, and I'll tell you, to me, that shows you the Bears players I think felt like a lot of the Bears fans did like eight and eight eight and eight is not a terrible year eight and eight is better than the Bears do most years let's be honest but eight and eight this year even with the Kevin Pierre Lewis penalty against the Raiders and the off or I'm sorry in the missed field goal against the Chargers that's a 10 and 16 that's how close they were to being 10 and 6 but this year 8 and 8 felt like 4 and 12 it felt like such a disappointment even those wins they had to grind them out I have a feeling the players felt like that way too I don't think they wanted to come down here and relive this season there is not a lot of Chicago Bears down here talking about their their 2019 season. Clearly, that was a a point of disappointment last year. I saw Allen Robinson down here. I saw Mitch Trubisky down here. I saw Akeem Hicks down here. Roy Robertson Harris was down here. Prince Amukamara was down here. There were uh, Roquan Smith was at the Super Bowl. So many guys were there last year. This year, very quiet very quiet from the Chicago Bears, but one Chicago Bear, or I guess I should now say former Chicago Bear, still seems a little little weird to say that, is Kyle Long, the longtime guard, just retired, and he is going to jump on the podcast. Very excited to talk to Kyle. He is a great interview. He's always, he's always very honest and forthright. Got a lot of things I want to get in with him, and we are going to talk to him about those things right after this break. This is Bears Banter. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, well, as promised, here is our guest. He is Kyle Long, the now retired 
guard of the Chicago Bears. He's here on behalf of Walgreens and Gillette. We'll get to that in a minute. Kyle, Bill Zimmerman, how are you? I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me. No, really appreciate you coming on. And and we'll, let's start here. You know, you're, you're you're retired now. How are you enjoying retired life? I know you've done some traveling and everything. How's how's this been? Well, I thought retirement was to be a lot less work. Now I'm on the road and I'm doing all these <laughs> interviews and stuff. I feel like I'm doing more stuff since I stopped playing football than when I was playing football. Uh, but it's a good opportunity now to figure out what avenue I want to get into in the next coming months and years and figure out how to you know, not let the wheels stop turning. I, I'd like to get on to the next thing and uh, keep momentum. All right. Well, l- let me ask you this, because I kind of had a theory going into this year when you restructured your contract and you know you were talking about you wanted to be a Chicago Bear for life that was that was you know re- rewind like 11 months ago whenever that was i kind of it kind of felt like to me that you were gearing up for one more season to just kind of give it it all and that maybe no matter what happened in, in 2019 that retirement might be on the horizon is that is that accurate or am i reading too much into the the contract yeah when i restructured and i tweeted bear for life people said you're not signing a lifelong contract and I said no I'm restructuring to make sure I'm there next year and you know I didn't say that but when I say bear for life and I mean it um, yeah it's important to me let me let me ask you this about about your season this year and and you said something that was I think hard for a lot of Bears fans at the end of the year about how you didn't recognize the guy on tape and that it just I think that first five, six weeks, I know you were you were banged up and you had issues, obviously ended up on IR, but how much different was this season? I know you've had injuries the last few seasons, but how much different was this season battling through all that compared to how the previous seasons went? Previous seasons, I had injuries. I mean, I got landed on and completely tore my ankle in 15, 16. Then I broke my neck. Then I had, uh, like, my shoulder was flopping off. Uh, this past year, I had a hip flexor, so I thought it was just I'm hurt. I have a hip flexor. I can play, but it ended up being it got worse and worse and worse. And then it, uh, being hurt turns into being injured real quick if you're not careful. And that's kind of where I was. And I knew that I didn't really want to deal with that anymore. I, half the last four years has been spent in a training room for me. At what point are you a football player, and at what point are you just a cadaver always trying to get stitched back up? I'm serious. It's it. I love the game of football, but if I can't play, then I don't want to be a part of it. Of course, you know there's there's a level you expect yourself to be at, and if you can't reach it, yeah. um, I I totally understand that. Now I, I know you're talking about other avenues and things you want to get into, but you're you're still pretty young. If the Bears or anyone else, not this year, but maybe next year or something, said, "Hey, hey, Kyle, would you maybe consider putting on a uniform again? Would you ever consider it, or is this a, is this a finite 100% decision?" I can tell you. I'll never be in another jersey again. Um, if they come up with some technology in the next 12 months that gives me, like, robot legs or something, <laughs> maybe you'll see me out there. Um, but I'll mostly just be texting Nagy after games and saying what up and congrats. That's going to be the extent of my relationship. Well, let me ask you this about your career, a little bit of a different route. is Obviously, there's not a lot of NFL players. There's always some, but not a lot of NFL players that have – a brother who's playing at basically the same time they are. What what was that like, especially, you know, having some games against against Philadelphia and all, having a brother? Was it, you know, are you guys like talking shop? Is it friendly banter? Are you guys kind of shut down during the year? What, what was that relationship like on a professional level? Chris and I talk a lot. We're friends and obviously brothers that communicate a lot. But when it's game week and we have to play each other, like there's no 
and real talk um, because we're already so worked up and stressed out about it because we know that the media loves to make a spectacle of it. Sure. But that's their job. So, yeah, we usually shut each other out those weeks, but I got a great older brother and somebody I can lean on for advice and whatnot. So in that regard, I'm really lucky. What, what was it like growing up in, in with obviously your dad, who he is, and, and, and having you know Chris and everything? What was it like growing up in what was clearly a football household? Uh, I did everything I could to run from that. I mean, I played baseball, hockey, you name it. I tried it to try to figure out my own way. And I learned that you can't really run from your bloodlines. And <laughs> unbeknownst to me, I was getting my phd in football just being around those guys growing up it's like a kid who grows up in a garage he's gonna know like his dad's a mechanic he's gonna know all that stuff whether or not he's a mechanic or not so when i ended up getting back into football and making it my mainstay i knew what i needed to know to go get it done let, let me ask you one more about about kind of growing up with 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 your dad being howie long and all i, I i'm always curious to know like as, as a kid, when do you know, you're like, man, my, you know, because, you know, Howie Long is just, he's your dad. Like, he's not Howie Long Hall of Famer. Yeah, like when, when do you kind of realize as a kid, like, you know, your, your dad's on television and he had his big football career. When you're like, wow, my dad's a pretty big deal. Um, this time in my life is when I realize how big of a deal he is because <laughs> he's everywhere. Um... I just assumed it was normal that he was on everybody's TV on Sunday mornings, you know, with Fox. But as I've gotten older and you start to have an appreciation for really how much success he's had and how lucky he is to be in the spot he is, it's just crazy, man, to see where he's come from and to see where he's at. Uh, yeah, it's, he's an inspiration. All right, a few more here with uh, with Kyle Long. I almost said Howie Long. <laughs> um couple things when you're playing who was a defensive lineman that gave you fits and maybe maybe i get a, a good answer out of you who was a defensive lineman who was a high quality player that you knew you were in their head and you could you could you know control them who's a guy that gave me fits yeah. and then on the other side and then who who did you handle um i would say it's tough to say you handled anybody because you know, Always a diplomat. You can't win every <laughs> rep. Um, gosh, guys who gave me fits early on, Sue, uh, Mike Daniels was great. Always in my head. So, like, you're asking if I have any guys who have, you know, if I'm in their head, but Mike Daniels was just a great shit talker and an even better player. So, yeah, he was in Green Bay. And it was a lot of fun playing against him. How was, you know, you, you bring up Mike Daniels. How was for you. How was Packer Week? What was that rivalry like as a player? I think, you know, it's, it's evolved over the years, and I think sometimes I feel like sometimes it's even bigger for the fans now than it is for the players, and I think 20, 30 years ago it might have been, and even before that it was bigger for the players than it was for the fans. How, how was Packer Week for you? Packer Week is one of those things where fans will say, I don't care if you go 0-14, but just beat the Packers. Um, and they they are serious when they say that. <laughs> you could lose every game except for the Packers games, and they'd be happy with you. But uh, I'd, I'd say it's more of a fan thing, just because of with all the turnover on rosters now, who truly is a Packer? Like, I'm a Bear. I'm truly a Bear. Sure. How many guys are truly Packers? Right. 
What about this Bears season this year? If you try and take a step back, I know it's difficult to do and kind of put on your, your analyst hat. The, the offensive line got a lot of criticism, some fair, some unfair, but there was there was definitely some level of, of regression there for whatever the reason. Why do you think the offensive line wasn't quite what it was in 2018? I'm not really sure. I think health plays a big part in it. Uh, it's a war of attrition, and even if guys are out there, starters are out there playing, they could be dealing with something you don't know about from a physical standpoint. So. All right, just uh, a couple more here with Kyle Long, Walgreens, Gillette. We're going to get to that in, in one more question. I just want to ask you about Charles Leno because I'm a Charles Leno supporter, and Charles Leno, and I think I asked you this the last time you were on the podcast, he gets a lot of criticism. I think a lot of it is not fair, and I think this year he got off to a rough start with some penalties, which kind of puts him in the limelight for the wrong reason. I actually had Jimbo Covert on after he got into the Hall of Fame, and he spoke very highly of, of Charles Leno. The player loved his hands, loved his feet, thinks he's, he's very good and that the Bears – you know, have a, have a very solid left tackle. What are your thoughts on Charles? Yeah, I think I'll just echo what Jimbo's talked about. And um, let me let me ask you, Gillette, uh, Walgreens, you're here, skin care. What can you tell us about, about taking care of our skin? Yeah, well, Gillette Walgreens gives a guy like myself an opportunity to uh, clean up their act a little bit. I think skin care is huge. Now that I'm not wearing a helmet every day, I need to be presentable. I can't hide under my cap, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, through February, they're going to be doing a great deal. Buy one, get one, 50% off uh, in terms of select shave care products. You can also get a $4 coupon off on razors, and you can do that at Walgreens.com or your local Walgreens. And last one for you, I feel like it's an obligatory question. Same kind of thing about the team not reaching expectations, and that's the quarterback position. Mitch took a step back this year instead of a step forward. Obviously, we've got another year of him under his contract for sure. As a, someone who was a teammate of his for, for several years, do you think Mitch is, taking a step, is going to be able to take a step forward in 2020? People fail to realize that Mitch wasn't a starter until he got to the NFL. And this game of football is... He's just scratching the surface. And while everybody's quick, quick to rush and judge, I'm excited to see him bounce back and have a great year. All right. Well, there he is, Kyle Long, on behalf of Walgreens and Gillette, uh, joining the, the podcast. Kyle, thanks so much for jumping on. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there he is, Kyle Long, former Chicago Bears guard and enjoying retired life. And, uh, you know, it's only been a couple months, but he is keeping himself busy, clearly. So a couple interesting things there from Kyle. I've, you know, I've talked to him a couple times in the past, but I've always wanted to kind of get the idea of what it was like playing in the NFL with with your brother at the same time and growing up in that household with Howie Long and and being, you know, your dad being a bit of a celebrity and a football family and all that. I thought that was interesting that Kyle didn't want anything to do with football. And of course, it just pulled him in, just kind of like a gravitational force. It was unavoidable for him. And I thought it was interesting about, about the, the retirement and the restructured contract. You could tell Kyle got a little short there uh, about that contract. You know, said he wanted to be a bear for life. Restructured the deal, as he said, to make sure he was there next year. Very clearly saying he didn't know if he was going to be there on the, his contract the way it was it was set up. So he wanted to be back next year, restructure the deal. Now, he didn't confirm my theory that he was all in on one year, but he certainly did not deny it and certainly did not say he was planning on playing multiple years. 
He said it was important to him to be a Chicago Bear for life and that he wanted to be there for one year. So you knew, just hearing Kyle Long's words there, that he was going into the 2019 season with the idea that this may be his last year. I don't know if he was dead set on playing one more year, but he knew there was a good chance that this was going to be his final run. So obviously this is a quick podcast. If we can get any more access to any Chicago Bears down here, we will do it. So we'll just call this the Kyle Long mini pod. We will be back if, if not anymore this week, we will definitely be back next week. I know the plan is to have EJ Snyder of, of Windy City Gridiron on. He was at the Senior Bowl, so we'll have him on. We'll talk about the Super Bowl, see what happens with, with the result of that game, and obviously get his thoughts on the Senior Bowl, down in Mobile, some prospects and some positions that the Bears maybe will be focusing on with those second-round picks, and maybe uh, get into some late-round quarterbacks that might be available as well. That might be something the Bears might head in that direction as well so if we don't talk to you again this week we will talk to you next week bear down everybody bill zimmerman here we'll talk to you soon adios